Hey, you hear that? Do you hear that? What is that? What is that? Yeah, what is that? What is it? This is Craig Sheeman and Company on ESPN Southwest Florida. Online at ESPNSWFL.com. Friends, how are you on this glorious Monday? Maybe a little drab outside. It is sunny inside. Perfect. Food tastes better. Air is fresher. I got energy. It's all good. Thanks for tuning in. Going to be here for the next four hours. And breaking news. I don't know if you've heard. The Detroit Lions are 60 minutes away from playing in a Super Bowl, boys and girls. Said no one ever. Woo! Well, it's been said before. <sighs> yeah, they really didn't cow back then. That was 1991. <laughs> Rules were different. No, I don't know. Chris, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. Not as good as you. And Ravens, Niners, and Chiefs fans. Yeah, it hit me. There are 28 teams not playing anymore. My lines are not among that group. Yeah, there are lots of us. Lots of us on the outside looking in. And, uh... You know, some okay football. Great yeah. game last night. Yeah. Great game last night. Uh, actually, both games kept you at least in it till late. Uh, couldn't say that about the first game on Saturday. No. But the last three pretty much delivered. You know when it hit me? It's about, uh, it's about a half hour, maybe an hour after the game. We're into the Bills-Chiefs game. And they put that graphic on there with the four logos. Yeah. And I was, we were one of them. Ha, <laughs> ha. Oh, does that blue look good? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. If you want to uh, talk Detroit Lions football, 239-337-ESPN, 239-337-3776. Um, we can talk about the uh, other one. We will. We will. Uh, but it was a very exciting week. I, I will tell you, I will share this with you. A week ago, when the Lions played their first playoff game at home in a billion years, Matthew Stafford, that whole story. Um, that was uh, that was. I told you, I never cried. But I was close to being, you know, to tears of joy before, during, and after, and the magnitude of it all uh, hit me as a fan. It was great. Yesterday, a much different experience, and I can't quite pinpoint it. Uh, it was like I was waiting like for four hours just for a chance to exhale. It was more of a more tension, more. Let's get through this game. And then even after about an hour after, I couldn't calm down until about then. And then I just I just crashed and burned and just kind of chilled out watching the Kansas City-Baltimore game. So much different vibe for me as a fan at this point. But, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting things to talk about. We got ourselves a Ravens-Chiefs AFC Championship game. Sorry, Bills. Sorry, Bills had to do another wide right kick. Uh, many reminiscent of the Scott Norwood uh, Super Bowl versus the Giants. I'm sorry. I have some thoughts on that game. I got thoughts on all of them. 40, 49, the Packers. Packers played really well at San Francisco. Apparently, Brock Purdy cannot throw a wet ball. Chris, what's the forecast for Sunday night? Lions at San Francisco? Hold on. I, I wrote it down. We're going to track <laughs> this throughout the week. I'm hoping for rain. Uh, high of 71, low of 52 with a 10% chance of uh, precipitation. All right, 10%. We need that number to grow. We need a fog to roll in off of the bay. Something. 
something. That was pretty steady rain uh, throughout most of that ball game. Uh, so, yeah, lots of time. And Bucks fans, uh, nothing but respect. I, you know I went to the Lions-Buccaneers game in October in Tampa, and it was the rematch, of course. Um, I got mad respect for the Buccaneers' defense. Vita Vea may have played the best game of his life. Baker Mayfield played one of the better games. I know he threw two picks. He bookended the game with one early and one late. Uh, but he was pretty scrappy in between. I think he deserves another contract. I think there was a colossal, grave error in the last 90 seconds of the Lions-Buccaneers games by both coaches. One got away with it, one didn't. I'll tell you what that was all about. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking. So I'm going to get into that as well. Um, Chris, how how was Coach Chris? How was the seven year old uh, the the basketball game Saturday? We did we win? We did. We had a nice bounce back effort on Saturday afternoon. Uh, got it done with uh, an eleven point victory, nineteen to eight, and nice. the rebounding preaching that I that yeah. I put on last Wednesday. Yeah, uh, it paid off. You stormed the glass. We did a phenomenal job crashing the boards. Good job. Really limited the opposition to second chance buckets. Feels good. It does. And we we capitalized on the other side of the court, going and getting some offensive boards. Offensive boards are awesome. First two buckets of the game came from uh, offensive rebounds. Putbacks. Love, Love the putback. Uh, thing of beauty. That is great. Uh, did you break down film afterward and get ready for the next one? I mean, that's what coaches do. I've I've done a mental, um, <laughs> what I do, like a self-assessment uh-huh. on, where, on where we should go next as a, as a ball club. And okay. uh, I got some ideas for practice Wednesday night. What do we think? We are still on the defensive side of the ball. What are we going to work I think on? I, I'm I'm torn between two, uh, two paths that I can go. We can stay on the defensive end, and I can play around with the zone mm-hmm. and see if a zone is worth running. But yeah. we played some solid defense last week, so maybe I do some like uh, court spacing drills, that sort of thing. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm still a little torn. A little pick and roll. Get, get an open shot. So, <laughs> maybe. There's maybe. not enough structure around the pick and roll for the por- pick and roll to okay to be able to work. That's why I think the spacing needs to be introduced first, and then we can start putting in a pick and roll, pick and pop action, you know, a couple different plays off of uh, off of one screen. Okay. All right. Prince, I like it. Princeton backdoor cuts. That yeah. sort oh, of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, if you get, oh, that, I love if you get the oh. backdoor cut, you're a, you're a well-oiled machine at that point. It's the prettiest offense to run in basketball, the backdoor cuts. All right. A lot of texts are flowing in on yesterday. We will get to that all in due time. It is seven minutes past the hour. Time now for a Sports Center rundown, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Chris. Adam Schefter is reporting that the Chargers and Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh will meet for a second time this week about their head coaching job. Harbaugh also expected to meet with the Falcons for a second time about their head coaching position. Free agent tight end Zach Ertz is signing with the Lions as a member of the practice squad. He could potentially be elevated to the roster for the NFC Championship game on Sunday. Speaking of, Adam Schefter is reporting that uh, the 49ers consider Debo Samuel as 50-50 whether he'll play against the Lions in that NFC Championship game. Eagles interviewing Ron Rivera for their D.C. spot.
And that means he'll be the head coach by October 1st if he gets that gig because Sirianni, if they get off to a slow start. Let's see the schedule yeah, first. Okay, but okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, Zach Ertz could very well be playing in an NFC Championship game as his first game for the team. We're down to one tight end, Sam Laporta, who has a bad knee. As you know, he's our healthiest. He's our only healthy tight end. Mm. So um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Frank Ragnow, tremendous effort yesterday, playing on a bad knee, bad back, bad toe, went down, and he refused to come out of the game. And then took on Vita Bay on the goal line on one knee. <laughs> Phenomenal. I don't know why that guy didn't get a game ball. That would have been cool. All right, uh, let's read some of these texts, and I'm going to get into uh, a couple of the situations from yesterday on the Stony Brook Golf Club text line. Let's see, where do we pick it up? Uh, congratulations, Craig. Happy for you and your team. That's from Double Cheeseburger. Potsy says, Craig, the lines look very, very good. If they play like that, I have the last two weeks, they will go to the Super Bowl. Pretty good 49er team they're uh, taking on. Uh, let's see here. It's a good day to fly a kite, Maryland Mike. Okay, it's a breezy. Uh, good afternoon, fellas. Delivery man checking in. Gabe Kaplan's agent. Good afternoon, guys. Congrats on the Lions win. Just want to make sure everybody survived this freezing cold weekend. I saw Gabe Kaplan post on Twitter this weekend. I thought of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gator Nation. Love that the Bills. Bay- oh, Bills build. That's a verb now. That they build again. Happy Victory Monday, Craig, from Mr. Charles. Uh, Craig, hashtag all grit. We're almost there. Yeah. Uh, Green Falcon, well, congrats, Craig. I bet the Bucks scared you a little at the least. Going for two on the TD was stupid. You better beat San Francisco. No, that was the play. That's the analytical you, you play. Had to. They, they had to go for the two. And the spread was six and a half. So, I mean, <laughs> being down seven doesn't help you at all right there. And if you disagree with that theory, right, and say, no, that never works, yeah, go watch the Titans-Dolphins game from earlier this year. Yeah. It was the exact scenario. Titans were down 14. They get a touchdown with about four minutes to go in the game. They go for two. Yeah. They get it. Then they just have to kick the extra point for the one-point win. Because remember, if you don't get it, you still got to get a t- you, two you, touchdowns and two two-point You're still in it. If you get it, then you can score a touchdown and just kick an extra point for a win. That's why you do it on the first. If you're down by two touchdowns, you go for two on the first one. Every time. Head says, Craig, you should pray for rain and have Debo miss the game also. Yeah, he's 50-50, as Chris said. Uh, Utah, congrats to the Lions, though. One more win to go. No, I would like to think two more wins to go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In fact, coming into the locker room yesterday, you know, coaches are all about one game at a time, focus on the one game, the one game, the one game. Dan Campbell comes in, locker room, holds up two fingers. Two down, two to go, boys, <laughs> with a bye in the week in between. <laughs> uh, Lions are playing with free house money on Sunday, according to 99 losses. No matter what happens, Craig, you should consider this a successful season. Hopeful Bucks guy says Jason Kelsey is my hero. Yeah, for those that miss it, he was shirtless. Was he in Taylor Swift's box, same, same box as her? Was that the group? Yes. He's shirtless, hanging out the window, uh, drinking beer, uh, going at it with the fans. And he was lit. <laughs> well, did you see him before the game? Uh, no, but I heard he was tailgating oh, out yeah. there with he the Buffalo fans. He was out tailgating with Bill's Mafia. Yeah. And his hands are so massive that a regular-sized beer can. Yeah. Like, Looked the, like a six-ouncer. The top and bottom, like, 
like his fingers were too fat. Like you could see, you could see pinky and pointer finger. I saw that. <laughs> Toothbrush, congratulations, Craig and the Lions are Art and Harry Carey. Okay. I don't know. That was another that was another tough heartbreak. Let's get into some of this. Um Okay, so at the beginning of the show, I told you there were a couple of colossal mistakes. Did anybody else catch this? I've only seen it on social media. I've only seen, and Todd Bowles was asked about this in the press conference. So there are members of the media that wondered what the hell was going on. But when Derek, uh, um, uh, when the when the Lions got the uh, interception at the end of the game, uh, it was a minute thirty three to go. Buccaneers had a timeout left, so the Lions start taking the knee. Uh, Derek Barnes, I was saying, yeah, Derek Barnes got the interception. By the way, Purdue, Purdue guy sealed the deal for the Lions. So Barnes gets the interception, a minute 33 to go. Baker comes out there. I'm sorry, uh, Jared Goff comes out there and takes the field. You know there are 40 seconds per per play, per play clock. And first of all, Jared Goff's taking knees like with 14 seconds to go on the play clock. He just, he's just not milking the clock properly. And so for, on that final play, Third and 12, 34 seconds to go, he takes the knee and everybody walks off the field, game over. The Buccaneers had a timeout left. They could have forced the Lions to make a decision on fourth down. You could have made them kick a 48-yard field goal. That's not a gimme. You could have made them punt. You could have made Dan Campbell go for it. Well, I don't think you would have kicked it. The field goal. Because if you miss it, you... We're in trouble. They get the ball where the... Yeah. The spot of the kick. Yeah, yeah. So you punt that, and then it's 90 yards to go in 10 seconds well, or 9 seconds. If Goff had managed the clock perfectly, the Lions could have, would have, should have milked it down to about 12 seconds to go. I would like to think they probably would have run a play or two on first or second down, try to get a first down. That I don't. You don't just take knees when you're going to leave time on the clock. Because on the broadcast, even Tariko made it sound like this thing was over. Because I, I know I don't do the math when I'm sitting there. I'm not a coach. I always I've, try, and I, I get mixed up. I've got kids and dinner, and I just I stood up from the couch because the thing seemed sealed. Yeah. So I got up and started doing whatever I do around the house, you know, between the the two games. And you came in here and started talking to me about it before the show, and I'm going, no, 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 they got the first down, didn't they? And I was getting yeah. the the. The second to last drive confused with the last yeah, drive. Yeah. So if Goff had milked it perfectly, they would have had it, got it down to twelve seconds. The, the the Bucks could have got the ball back with about twelve seconds, but instead they were so lax in taking the knee. There were actually thirty four seconds to go when they took the last knee, and there were fourteen seconds on the play clock on a third and twelve, making it fourth down. Todd Bowles doesn't call timeout. I mean, yeah, it's likely that. You never know in football what could have happened. But you can tell me if you're down and then Baker Mayfield's got the – now, if they kick the – like you said, Chris, if they kick the field goal, they're up by two scores, it's over. But that's a high risk. Yeah, that's a big risk. I'd rather force the Bucks to go – not only go 90 yards in 10 seconds or whatever the number would have been, but yeah. then convert a two-point conversion after the fact as well to just get the game to OT. Yeah. But don't forget, at the end of the first half, Buccaneers' offense went through Detroit's defense like butter. And uh, and Mike Evans was kind of starting to warm up. 
<laughs> a little late, but he was getting. I'm look Baker. Couple drops from Hail him Mary? again. Uh, yeah. Couple yeah. drops from from Mike Evans again. Yeah. For as spectacular as he is, and he is spectacular. He's getting the drops more and more. It's and it's not a new thing. No. He was having them with Brady. And Trey Palmer, they went to him early over the middle. Why do they not continue doing that? He literally is the fastest guy on the field. <laughs> I, I don't get that either. I think the Bucks they 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 got better throughout the season. They're a pretty good team at the second half of the season. By the end of the year, that was a salty defense that I don't think a lot of teams wanted to go up and play against. Offensively, they kind of figured out what their identity was. Rasheed Rice figured out his role in that offense. Yeah. I thought I thought that team was playing some pretty solid football late in the season. I think you're right. And, and I mean, particularly, yeah, the defense was really – and Baker was playing well. Uh, Cougar Hunter was thinking the same thing. Uh, Cougar Hunter is a box fan. He was one. Uh, Purple Pirates says, what did Todd Bull say when he was asked in the press conference? He said, well, they were already in field goal range, and I didn't want to belabor the inevitable. Which I, I come from the world as you keep living to play another down no matter what. And I know it's a 0.01% chance, but force them to have a QB center exchange. Yeah. I mean, I know it's really rare that he would drop that ball. Things have happened. Things have happened. <laughs> Things have happened in Lions history. All right, well, maybe I'm uh, I'm a lone voice in the darkness, but uh, I think there were mistakes on both sides there. And I think, I don't know. I Look, I, Todd Bowles saved his job. Chris talked about how much better they're playing. I thought that was a colossal mistake. Um, and again, I'm not hearing it. I'm only seeing it on social media and people going, what the heck? And replaying it. And again, Todd Bowles was asked about it by the media afterward. But other than that, I'm not hearing the talking heads on radio TV today talk about it. And I don't know why. Crazy. All right. Uh, feel free uh, to uh, talk Lions Bucks all day long at 239-337-ESPN, 239-337-3776. Uh, Mike Evans had one of the more memorable quotes about Baker Mayfield. Called him criminally underrated. <laughs> uh, the guy deserves a contract. I thought that was, uh, that was a nice, nice statement by a teammate. And, of course, the Lions now win two playoff games in the same postseason since the first time since 1957. Wow. Ready to roll. Been a minute, huh? Uh, been a minute. Been a lifetime, and yeah. then some. So they get to take on 49ers. 49ers beating the Packers. The Packers were the better team for about 55 minutes of that game, right? I'll say 50, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of that game, they were they were good. Two things with the quarterbacks. Brock Purdy cannot throw a wet ball. He was highly inaccurate, overthrowing people all day long. And Jordan Love looked good until he made, like, it was kind of like a rookie mistake. Look, there are quarterbacks that can throw across their body, rolling right, throw left, but not that late in the rollout. That always ends badly. He got picked off. Game over. Uh, Debo Samuel did hurt his shoulder. He is 50-50 for this game on Sunday. He came out of the game. He didn't come back. So that is definitely something to watch. Keep an eye on that. Uh, and, you know, Christian McCaffrey keeps hitting the massage gun on the thigh. <laughs> He's so on the sideline all the time. 
But um, yeah, we'll see uh, see who's who's healthy and ready to answer the bell. Uh, 239-337-ESPN, 239-337-3776. My man Otis is standing by. I was texting with him back and forth a little bit over the weekend. Otis, uh, what's going on? How are you? Well, you know, Craig, only only like one person that I know called you, Stuart, and told you the sticky pad that Buffalo was not going <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you did. Oh, the NFC Yeah. yeah. Chris, what's the date on that sticky pad, if you mind, if you don't mind? Is it somewhere where you can give it to me? Uh, he's looking. There's a busy wall. He's looking. I'll vouch for you. You did say it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and listen. I don't have it, Otis. I don't wanna, okay, before I get too far in, I don't want to go too far in on the bill and the excuses that will be made and already have been made for why they fell short again. I will say it was the most impressive Bill game that I've seen. They finally ran the ball mm-hmm. a lot and very well. Finally. For three quarters. Used, uh, everybody. Usually they throw it too much and they end up blowing the game that way. But they did run the ball quite well against Kansas City, which you can do. Yeah. And you can do that on them all year. I mean, James Cook but had 61 mostly in the third quarter, and uh, Josh Allen had about 72 yards rushing, which I don't think that's – I would like to see those guys flip. The load, but it is what it is. Yeah, but they there was three guys. Mm-hmm. It was Moss. I mean, I mean, it was it was it was, uh, it was Allen, the the backup guy, and the primary running back. I think the primary guy had the most yards. But even the even number twenty twenty six, even he did a few good. But that's besides all that. Besides all that, here's the thing: I can take them as long as number fifteen is on the other side. I don't care how good you do. Yeah. And if you're giving me points with number 50, I'm taking him. I'm just taking him because you got to beat him. And so far, whether it's here or at the, or at Josh's house, yeah. Josh's pressure was not that It was not that good. All he could say is it sucks. Mm-hmm. This was his best chance. This was the talking heads talking about, he's got Mahomes in Buffalo. It's going to make a difference. You know what it did? It, it don't make no difference. Right. Yeah, but you, you know, Patrick Mahomes had to prove team. that he had to he had to prove that yesterday. That wasn't a given, and now he's checked that off, and now nobody can say that to him anymore. I don't think Mahomes cares, and he's just waiting to get on the field. I don't think he cares. The baddest pass I saw was the best thing I could take. Marcus Valdez Scantling came to play because that's 40, 49 yard thing down the field. The way he caught it in stride, that was a thing of beauty. On the reverse side, Stephon Diggs right through his hands. Uh, the other guy, number 16, right on his shoulders. Been about a 48-yard game, right through his hands. So, you know, what did what did uh, McDermott say? We have to make one more play, score one more point with him, yeah. and we'll beat him. And this is what Kansas City did. They made one more play. You know, I mean... It could have been a disaster if they had recovered Josh's fumble. Uh, that fumble through the end zone, that thing reared its ugly head again. Uh, there's much, a lot of talk in here, talk about that, and people hate the rule. It's been the rule. It's been a stupid rule for a long time. I think they could come up with something better than giving the ball to somebody who never possessed the ball. I hate yeah, that rule I also. Know. I do. That was a, and that was a big I swing. I don't know. I won't say I hate it. I say it's kind of, I think, and, 
I don't think enough thought went into it yeah. when they made it. But, yeah. but you know, it worked for some people, worked against some people. It didn't work against Casey yesterday. Yeah. Now, you can take a couple other things. Casey's coaches is better. He just, you know, I'm not taking away from McDermott and the job he did down the stretch. But Kansas City's coach is better. Their quarterback is again and back up up on the pedestal, just like he's just equally as good as Mahomes. Yeah, I got news for you, he ain't. No. Well, you he's just not. said that there were like three drops from the Bills yesterday. You think that that was on I, Allen I yesterday? That, Chris, I understand that Mahomes had drops too. I'm just telling you, Josh is not. As good as number fifteen, nobody playing right now is. All right, now let me do before right, you got to run. He's the, he's the guy in the top now. Right, Mark can win the MVP, and Josh can do all he does. Who would you start your team with? Would you start it with Josh or would you start well, it with Josh Allen? But that doesn't mean that that or it's it's, it's Mahomes, right but Mahomes. no, it's Mahomes. But that doesn't mean Josh Allen's not a phenomenal quarterback. I didn't say he wasn't for the. I said number fifteen is unarguably number one. Well, it's easy to say that the day after a win. You're <laughs> <laughs> going out on a on a light branch there, huh, Otis? <laughs> no, but he been winning for the last eight years, ain't he? <laughs> six. This is six so straight. This six straight. New. Yeah. This is nothing new. No. It's not taken away from Tua or or Lamar or anybody, or not even Purdy. All right, I got, I, I got about 30 seconds left. Tell me, did, did you console your wife after the Packers loss? I mean, she's a big Packer fan. Uh, you know, we watched it. It was mistakes down the stretch. When they got down there, they should have ran the ball more instead of throwing it three straight times and missing a 41-yard field goal. That's bad, bad play calling that cost them. They had the game won. Yeah, yeah, they, they played better. The I, I think so. But they didn't. San Francisco won. We'll see if they limp into the game against Detroit. I think they match up very well. Okay. I've already taken the seven. You Ooh. can bet whatever you want. Okay. I'll take them with the seven. I've taken Mahomes with the three and a half. Okay. Love them both. All right, Otis. All right, thanks, thanks for taking my call. You betcha. Thanks for checking in. That is Otis starting off the week, setting the, setting the table for us. Good to go. All right, a lot to uh, talk about there. A uh, lot to talk about from yesterday. Just scratching the surface. We will get to all of it in due time. Uh, we got uh, another three and a half hours to go. Uh, gentlemen, how'd the weekend go? I mean, you know, how'd the weekend go? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes ED could be a problem. Could be a bummer. Uh, it's a new year. Make It's still not too late to make a New Year's resolution. I have decreed. You, you can still do it. Call Atlantic Men's Clinic. They'll fix your problem for you, right? Uh, it's no better New Year's resolution than that. Call Atlantic Men's Clinic. They got treatments that work when pills and herbals fail. Their treatments... Of success rates over 90%. They've served and treated thousands of men in South Florida since 2020. So if this applies to you, here's what you need to do. Contact Atlantic Men's Clinic today. Tell them ESPN Radio sent you. Your initial visit includes a medical consult with a Florida licensed provider, a T and a PSA test, so you get the results while you're there in the office. No need to wait. Check out their website, AtlanticMensClinic.com, and then give them a call. 877-455-7300. That's 877-455-7300. Craig Schumann Company, ESPN, Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. 
country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. You're listening to Craig Sheeman and Company on ESPN Southwest Florida and streaming on the ESPN Southwest Florida app. Margaritaville says, am I the only one that would pick Lamar over Josh and Mahomes? I think it's an awesome conversation. Um, I would take him over Josh. Mahomes is the question, right? Am I right? Am I thinking this through? Um, look, Lamar's great. I, 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 I think highly of Josh Allen. I think that's very clear at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. I've defended the guy from you and anybody else. I think that he's, I don't know, one of the two, three best. Are there weekends where he's the best quarterback in the world? Yeah, mm-hmm. there are. I don't know. How do you separate those guys? I think it's like who was, who was better on that Sunday that you're talking about? Or whose defense stood up when they needed to. Mm-hmm. I think the margins are just so fine with those guys at the at the top of the quarterback list. I don't know how you, you say definitively, I would take this guy over this guy every single day of the week. That's fair. I mean, look, we're, we're talking about the, uh, the upper crust, the guys the top, and that's why their teams are where they're at right now. Hates baseball, says, okay, too bad uh, Craig doesn't get to witness his uh, Lions in an NC Championship game in Detroit. Yeah, we discussed this. Had Green Bay been able to hang on to win and the Lions beat Tampa, I was uh, I was going to go. I wanted to experience an NFC Championship with a Super Bowl on the line with the home crowd. Uh, in all my years, I've never seen a home Lions game, ever. I've seen them several times on the road from wherever I lived all across the country. I've seen him in Indy. I've seen him in uh, Houston. Follow him around a little bit, but uh, never, uh, never saw him in Detroit. That would have been cool. And now it's a moot point. I, and no, I'm not going to fly out to San Francisco and take the red eye back. I, again, I wanted the, I wanted the home field advantage. I wanted the home field feel with everything on the line. And, of course, the Super Bowl will be a neutral site if they're lucky enough to make it. And I've been to numerous Super Bowls. That's uh, it's, it's a cool crowd. Uh, it's not like being at home with sound. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a different vibe. Um, all right. So, let, I'm, gonna, I'm not done with the, uh, with the Chiefs and the Bills. There's another thing with this game. Stephon Diggs, quit talking, quit complaining. You're done. Well, he did. He didn't talk. He, 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 he should have stopped a year ago. He didn't speak with the media after the game yesterday. Because a ball went right through both of his hands on a big chunk play at the end of the game. And if you're going to pretend you're the deal, you got to make that catch. you got to make that catch. Yeah, You I were targeted that. eight times. You made three catches yesterday. And that wasn't like a one-game sample there. Go look at his <laughs> – no, no, seriously. Yeah. Oh, go, right. go look at his stats the second half of this year. He was averaging – I don't know, 60 yards a game. Yeah. I mean, he just – and they were winning, 
Yeah. He wasn't making a big deal out of not getting his stats, but right. this offseason, if you pull the stunts that you've pulled the last couple offseasons, find another receiver. Maybe there's, yeah, maybe the people in charge in Buffalo just say, you know what? We've had enough. We'll get a second rounder for you or, or a late first. The Chiefs had eight uh, chunk plays of more than 20. I believe the Bills had zero all day. Zero. So it's more than just coming down to a kick that but they, got caught in the but, Gulf Stream and blew to the right. But wasn't that something that we always gave the Bills a hard time for is that they were too reliant on the big play. It was Josh Allen, he gets you a 20-yard chunk play, or there's nothing else there because they couldn't run the ball consistently. I hear too many people say the problem with the Bills is that they're too Josh Allen-centric. Now, every team is centric on their quarterback for one form or another. But because he runs and, I mean, he ran for 77 yards again yesterday. Um, like a lot of people want to say, Josh Allen, come save the day. And a lot of times he does. I think that changed a little bit when they fired Ken Dorsey and they seemed to be a little more balanced. James Cook seemed to come on. Like, I want, I don't want to look down at any, I can't tell you how many times I look down at a box score of a Bills game, Josh Allen leading rusher, James Cook second leading rusher. That needs to flip. For better, for, I don't know how you do it. It's got to flip, and and I think that's their formula to win again. Now, look, they only lost by three points. They missed a game time field goal against arguably the maybe the best defense, best defense in the I mean, AFC. And well, by the way, that's a young, that's like a two year old defense. It's brand I, new. I know Baltimore will have something yeah, to say right. about that, but yeah, I mean Kansas City's defense this year has taken a. Huge leap forward. They weren't bad last year. They got to the Super Bowl with nine rookies or something like that. But those rookies have taken that <laughs> yeah. experience that yeah. they learned last year, and now they're starting to mold it into a really solid unit. They're one receiver away from being, although Rice is coming on now, but uh, maybe he's the guy. I was going to say they're one receiver away from being, you know, have no no weaknesses really. He looks really good. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. So anyway, those are some of my thoughts on that game yesterday. Now, in that game, if Tyler Bass makes the field goal, there's what, a minute 10 left? With Patrick Mahomes with the ball. I, I get where you're going with that. And I mean, I, I'd say that the likelihood of that game seeing <laughs> overtime is pretty low. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs with the ball late would have been, yeah, you're right. And the way that game was going, what, with five lead changes in the third quarter? There were a bunch. I kind of nodded off in the third quarter. I'm, my emotion had let down from my previous game. Oh, uh, that's and I'm understandable. On the couch, and that's that's about when I checked. I missed a lot of the third quarter yesterday <laughs> in that game. <laughs> that was a great quarter. <laughs> it was fantastic. Because we went to the fourth quarter. I mean, what did we have a field goal in the fourth quarter? Was there a touchdown early in the fourth quarter? But there wasn't a lot of scoring. Right. Right. Uh, I, w- I was awake for the uh, fumble through the end zone. Was that early fourth quarter or late third? It was about that point. No, that was the – hold on. How did that turnover ha- – there was a turnover – no, there was the fake punt that they gave the ball to DeMar Hamlin. And I said to my wife, I saw that. Yeah. Yes. I so said to my wife, quarter. I said, who do they think they are, Dan Campbell? That does- That's a horrible play call. He ran it against the Chiefs in that same scenario in week one. The fake punt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are the only two games Tamar Hamlin's played in all year. <laughs> Am I wrong? He's been inactive all season. But, yeah, the, the fake punt didn't actually come back to bite Buffalo because 
there was the fumble out the out of the back of the end zone or That's the side true. of the end yeah. zone. I mean, technically, this game could have been a much wider margin yeah. of victory for Kansas City. Yeah, it could have been. Um, I don't like the fake punt there. Not at all. I think if you're going to go for it, I still don't like it. But and I've seen Florio and other people say this: you gotta just leave Josh Allen on the field. Like if you're going to go for go it for on it fourth and real. five or whatever it was, yeah. Go for it. Leave yeah. your best leave your best football player out on the field. Let him see if he can make a play. Yeah. You call a pass play, if it breaks down, that play is not over with him. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. Uh so those are the most things I wanted to the most of the things I want to talk about in that game. I think we pretty much covered. We haven't talked too much about the, the Texans Ravens. Uh, Lamar was throwing and running. That game was ten ten at the half. Uh, well, it was much different Lamar in the second half than in the first half. And, and but that Ravens defense, talking about the Chiefs defense, that Ravens defense is suffocating. Are you willing to take the under on Sunday in that game? Two of the best defenses. Uh, what is the number? It is I don't fifty. Hate it. Is 44, 44 and a half. Yeah, that that feels about right. Yeah. Uh, Eleven penalties, seventy yards for the Texans, not helping them either. A lot of false starts. Yeah. So the Ravens have not hosted. I mean, the Ravens have won, what, two Super Bowls since they've come into existence after the whole Cleveland move, whatever, back, whatever. Uh, they haven't hosted an AFC championship game since 1971, so that would have been the Baltimore Colts. Uh, so the Ravens haven't hosted an AFC championship game, even though they won two Super Bowls. So there. Needless to say, I was uh, looking up some stats on road teams and conference championships, and I think the home team wins about two-thirds of the time. Okay. Both won last year. Uh, some people are texting in saying that uh, there were 10 men on the field for the fake punt. That is true. So it was a check, ah, okay. I guess, that the Bills put on. And they didn't get it. Okay. okay. Thank you for that info. Yeah, thank you for that reminder, Corkshire. Appreciate that. All right. Um, yeah, here's another one. Broadmeister check it. When's the last time Broadmeister has texted this show? Let's see. Uh, October. Oh, October. Okay. Ravens fan. Ravens. Broadmeister. There you go. Broadmeister. How do we give you a name? Broadmeister. Broadmeister. I'm thinking you're like a Green Bay guy. Loves brats. You can love brats wherever That's you're Wisconsin. from. That's I like brats. Who doesn't? Never been to Wisconsin. I haven't either. By the way, Wisconsin pummeled the Hoosiers on Friday night. And we had a little melee in the game. Well, not a melee. Really? We had a guy thrown out. What kind of program you running over there? Well, okay, so the Wisconsin guy. That was guy, the second toss player in a week. Yeah. Xavier Johnson yeah. got yeah got the boot uh, yeah. during the week. Don Fisher, 51 years behind the mic, says, in 51 years, this is the most embarrassed I've ever been and I'm not even talking about the score. Wow. Yeah. Strong words. Very strong. Oh. Yeah. Feels like it's falling apart a little bit. Wow. Got to get it back together. We have no quad one wins. None. I I mean. Beat Purdue later this year. NIT. Well, that, yeah. Well. That'd be a quad one win. Um, yeah. At Purdue? Yeah, that would Absolutely. be. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be like worth two. Mm-hmm. They killed us at our place. <laughs> you swept them last year, I thought. Yes, we did. 
Uh, here's a fact for you, Craig. The Niners and the Lions have played three different times at three different stadiums in San Francisco in the playoffs. Well, I remember the one at Candlestick in 81. We missed a game-winning kick by Eddie Murray on New Year's Eve. It ruined my holiday. Murray! Uh, I don't remember the second time, and this will be the, th- or the third time. I don't remember. Maybe once upon a time back in the day, they played the old Pontiac Silverdome. Well, no, he's saying... Three different times, three times. Oh, okay. Maybe we played them once. No, that would have been a home game. We, I mean, I can remember all the home games. Yeah, we had, those they're, are they're, easy we to remember. <laughs> the Rock text again. My wife's Lions beat my Buccaneers since I've already won two Super Bowls. I'm happy for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I was rooting for the Buccaneers. I was happy for all the Lions fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying really hard to get on your side for this one on on Sunday, Craig. But there's part of me, and it says speaks a lot about me and the person I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to experience that happiness of two weeks leading up to a Super Bowl before me. I, I'm not a good person. This is me and my my demons that I got to battle in my own head. This is about me and not Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, Brock Purdy, Trent Williams. It's not about all the talent they have at home. It's about me. I'm rooting for them. Okay. I can't, Right now, I want to root for you, Craig. I think I know the way I'm going to do it. I'm just going to have you're to. You're going to play with the points. No, is what you're gonna no do. I'm going to have to bite the bullet, and I'm just going to have to put in Lions money line. Money line? Okay. Well, yeah, because okay. I'm not rooting for you to win if I've got the points. Okay. All right. Oh, Bratmeister says we were having an argument between hot dogs and brats, and that's how he got his name. Okay, that makes sense. That checks out. Great. All right, coming up next, we got uh, Sound Street from yesterday and Sunday. We'll have every snap of the AFC and NFC Championship games. Coverage starts at 2 o'clock for the Chiefs and the Ravens. Kickoff between uh, between the Lions and the 49ers scheduled at 6.30. The NFL uh, Conference Championship games on ESPN Southwest Florida presented by Gavin's Ace Hardware. It's got to be Gavin's and by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light from your local retailer today. Gavin's and Bud Light, they've been with us all football season. Thank you for that. Sound Street next. Craig Sheba the company, ESPN Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. Cruising through all the sound. Don't ask me all these stupid-ass Question. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. It's Sound Street. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. On ESPN Southwest Florida. And Sound Street brought to you by Galliana Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Let's do it. Saw Lamar Jackson and a 15-yard touchdown run to put up Baltimore. Put him up 17-10. This was on ESPN. D'Amico Ryans has been as a defensive play caller in the NFL. Two years in San Francisco, his first in Houston. He's watching Lamar Jackson take it in. Touchdown, Ravens. Here's Lamar Jackson on what was said to the team during halftime. This game was 10-10 at the half. He says it'd be inappropriate if I said what was said. It'd be inappropriate if I said it right here. (laughs) 
It would, you know. Um, but yeah, we wasn't we wasn't really doing anything, you know, to to that defense. They was playing great, um, and that, that offense was playing great as well. But we wasn't doing our job, you know, um, with our unit. In second half, we went to point points on the board, start moving the ball, moving the chains, and start looking like ourselves. Who did most of the talking at that? I did. You did. A lot of cursing at um, halftime. That's why I said it was inappropriate, Ron. <laughs> That's Lamar. He was sacked, what, four times in the first half of that game? Yeah. And they were like sacks where I, at least I saw. I'm going, why didn't he shake that? He held the ball three and a half seconds per play in the first half, 2.2 in the second half. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they was hanging on yeah, too long. Yeah, Just wasn't pulling the trigger. Um, so they went 34 to 10. Uh, that was from Ravens Media. Meanwhile, San Francisco beating the Packers, having to come from behind to do I saw an amazing stat. This blew me away. Um, under Shanahan, I believe the 49ers. No, it's it under Shanahan? Yeah. 0-15 when down by five in the fourth? Yes. How many times have they been? Have they lost 15 games since he's been there? <laughs> They're remarkable. Remember they had the C.J. Beathard years? Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if they're down and out, they're out. Exactly. Except this weekend when they came back and beat the Packers, so they fixed that. Here's Drake Greenlaw with the game ceiling interception off of Jordan Love. Jordan Love's about he's got a chance here to match. Realistically, need at least 25 yards. Love. Pressure up the middle. Runs away. Throws across his body. And that is picked. 49ers have it. Greenlaw. Still up. He needs to get down. Get down. Greenlaw's still on his He's got to go down. Just go down and the go game's down. over. San Francisco takes over. Game's over and he's running around. Thing. I mean, it went, went like he was going upfield. This was from sideline to sideline. Just go down. Look, between <laughs> Dre Greenlaw and uh, the Bucks going for two in the fourth quarter. Huh? The point spreads yeah. were in play in the NFC this weekend. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> uh, here's Kyle Shanahan. Great play by Greenlaw, but he almost had to run out there and tackle him to get him down. This is on NBC. Yeah, I can't tell you how awesome Greenlaw is. I love Dre. Uh, there was about three seconds where I didn't. I couldn't. I wanted to run on the field and tackle him myself. I wanted him to get down. Um, but um, it, well, once he did, then I the love came back. He's a hell of a dude and hell of a player. And fortunate to have him on our team. All right, here is uh, Brock Purdy on his struggles off the mark all night and uh, playing in the rain. He says it's got to be better in those conditions. I mean, early on, um, you know, obviously I put on a, I put on the glove for the first drive. It was coming down, and then it sprinkled, so I took it off. So I was still trying to sort of figure out what I wanted to do, and I was sort of fed up with the glove. So I just obviously was throwing like I normally do. And, um, yeah, there were some, some times where I'm dropping back, balls a little wet from the grass. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, sort of affected some accuracy and stuff. But, dude, that's football, so i got to be better in that area. He was drying his hand off in the middle of plays. I, yeah, he was. <laughs> and then, who was it? I saw, I think it was Baker, right before he would go on the field, he would squirt his towel with water and moisten his uh, hand. Opposite. Indoors, of course, but yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we have some more sound we will get to as we continue with all that. Sound Street brought to you by Galliana Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Craig Sheeman and company, one hour in the books on a Monday. ESPN Southwest Florida.